This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Dr. Miles Bunnell, in the movie Invasion of the Body Snatchers, warns, Look, you fools, you're in danger. Can't you see? They're after you. They're after all of us, our wives, our children. They're here already. You're next. Folks, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers all over again, but in the present day. The nation is being overtaken by an alien threat that invades bodies, alters minds, and transforms freedom-loving people into a mindless, compliant, conforming mob intolerant of anyone who dares to be different, let alone think for themselves. However, while Body Snatchers, a chilling 1956 film directed by Don Siegel, blames its woes on seed pods from outer space, the seismic societal shift taking place in America owes less to biological warfare reliant on the COVID-19 virus than it does to psychological warfare disguised as a pandemic threat. As science writer David Robson explains, and I'm quoting, Fears of contagion lead us to become more conformist and tribalistic and less accepting of eccentricity. Our moral judges become harsher and our social attitudes more conservative when considering issues such as immigration or sexual freedom and equality. Daily reminders of disease may even sway our political affiliations. Various experiments have shown that we become more conformist and respectful of convention when we feel the threat of a disease. The evocative images of a pandemic led participants in an experiment to value conformity and obedience over eccentricity or rebellion. End of quote. Folks, this is how you persuade a populace to voluntarily march in lockstep with a police state and police themselves and each other by ratcheting up the fear factor, meeting out one carefully calibrated crisis at a time, and teaching them to distrust anyone who diverged from the norm. This is not a new experiment in mind control. The powers that be have been pushing our buttons and hurting us along the way like so much cattle since World War II, at least starting with the Japanese attacks on Pearl Harbor, which not only propelled the U.S. into World War II, but also unified the American people in their opposition to a common enemy. That fear of attack by foreign threats, conveniently torqued by the growing military-industrial complex, in turn gave rise to the Cold War era's Red Scare. Promulgated through government propaganda, paranoia, and manipulation, anti-communist sentiments boiled over into a mass hysteria that viewed anyone and everyone as suspect. Your friends, the next-door neighbor, even your family members could be a communist subversive. This hysteria also paved the way for the rise of an all-knowing, all-seeing governmental surveillance state. The 9-11 tax followed a similar script. A foreign invasion mounts an attack on an unsuspecting nation. The people unite in solidarity against a common foe, and the government gains greater wartime powers, surveillance powers, that is, that conveniently enough become permanent once that threat has passed. The government's scripted response to the COVID-19 pandemic has been predictably consistent. Once again, in order to fight this so-called foreign foe, the government insists it needs even greater surveillance powers and control. 
As we've seen since 9-11 and more recently with the COVID lockdowns, those in power have always had a penchant for enacting extreme measures to combat perceived threats. Yet no matter the threat, the underlying principle remains the same. Can we hold on to our basic freedoms and avoid succumbing to the soul-sucking dredge of conformity that threatens our very humanity? This conundrum is at the heart of the 1956 classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which was based on a 1954 science fiction novel by Jack Finney and later remade into an equally chilling 1978 film by Philip Kaufman. Body Snatchers is set in a small California town, which has been infiltrated by mysterious pods from outer space that replicate and take the place of humans, who then become conforming non-individuals. Miles Bunnell, the main character, is the local doctor, who resists the invaders and their attempts to erase humanity from the face of the earth. Yet Siegel's film delves beneath the surface to confront an even more sinister threat the dehumanization of individuals, and the horrifying possibility that humanity could become infused as part of the societal machine. Central to the film is one key speech delivered by Miles Bunnell while hiding from the aliens. And I quote, In my practice, I see how people have allowed their humanity to drain away. Only it happened slowly instead of all at once. They didn't seem to mind. All of us, a little bit. We harden our hearts, grow callous, and when we have to fight to stay human, do we realize how precious it is? Folks, as Siegel makes clear, it's not communists or terrorists or even viral pandemics that threaten our well-being. When all is said and done, however, the real threat to freedom in the fictional world of body snatchers and in our present-day America is posed by an establishment, be it governmental, corporate, or societal, that is hostile to individuality and those who dare to challenge the status quo. Acknowledging that body snatchers portrayed the conflict between individuals and varied forms of mindless authority, Siegel stated, and again I'm quoting, I think the world is populated by pods, and I wanted to show them. People are pods. Many of my associates are certainly pods. They have no feelings. They exist, breathe, sleep. To be a pod means that you have no passion, no anger, the spark has left you. Of course, there's a very strong case for being a pod. These pods who get rid of pain, ill health, and mental disturbances are, in a sense, doing good. It happens to leave you in a very dull world, but that, by the way, is the world that most of us live in. It's the same as people who welcome going into the army or prison. There's regimentation, a lack of having to make up your mind, face decisions. People are becoming vegetables. I don't know what the answer is except an awareness of it. Ladies and gentlemen, all the threats to freedom documented in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, came about because we the people stopped thinking for ourselves and relinquished control over our lives and our country to government operatives who care only for money and power. While the specific game plan for turning things around is complicated, by a police state that wants to keep us at a disadvantage. The solution is relatively simple. Don't be a pod person. Pay attention. Question everything. Dare to be different. Don't follow the mob. Don't let yourself become numb to the world around you. Be compassionate. Be humane. Most of all, think for yourself. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. 
To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.